Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Goldmines with Kevin Hart. Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Goldmines, where we do what? You know what we do. Get inside the minds of brilliant comedians. And oh my God, today do we have a very complex mind to get into. An angry mind. A little complex, angry, fussy mind. That's what we got to get into today. But an amazing one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Comedy Gold Minds, Wanda Sykes. Hey, Wanda. Hey, Catherine. How you doing? All right, you. Hey, your baby in the back crying. Yeah, it's a shit show in here. Okay, it's it's a, it's a walking Man, shit show. Four I understand. kids, two dogs. It's too much. It's too I much. I understand. I you know I understand all about that. Ain't enough house. I don't you care get, where you go. No, it ain't enough house. Never. People think Never. you can get big houses to get away from. House ain't gonna get you away from shit. They just they, they just go wherever you they at. Find you. <laughs> Have you been home and taken a shit in private? Never. 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 Little kids, they, they, I think when they get to about uh, eight or nine, that's when they realize, oh my God, you're shitting. Yeah. And, and they yeah. leave you alone. But yeah. before then, they just wander in and hey. Well, Zoe, my, my youngest, his big thing is, what you doing, dad? Whenever I'm in the bathroom, what mm-hmm. you doing? What you doing, Dad? What you doing? Yeah, yeah. And they know they know new words, new sentences. You know, it's a it's a yeah. it's a it's a beautiful time, a beautiful time mm-hmm. to to be a father, and a, a beautiful time to simply understand your kids more. That's what this pandemic did. This pandemic mm-hmm. made me really realize that my kids are my kids are assholes. This is this this is it. This is it right here. It's not your kids, Kevin. It's just kids kids in, in general. general yeah kids in general yeah, yeah. Wanda, we get to talk today now i know you right uh-huh this is an opportunity for you know i'm a way past my bedtime i would say way past my bedtime but you just know it's it's kind of late on my this is kind of late well on yeah but i'm doing it because i yeah i love you they say you go to bed at 5 30. what's what's your bedtime they say. <laughs> <laughs> i have i have my soup yeah <laughs> They say Wanda go to bed at five thirty. That's what they say. Uh, my suit. Yeah. Then they, then they, then they throw. Then they put me in front of the TV. <laughs> throw my shawl on me. Yeah. I watch. I watch. I watch the six o'clock news. You watch an episode of Mash. Uh huh. Mash. Me TV. It's all about me TV. 
on the weekends, I get to stay up and watch an episode of Columbo. Yeah, weekends, <laughs> weekends, you get crazy. On the weekends, yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah. Then I go to bed. Oh, let's talk comedy, man. Let's talk comedy okay. for a second, Wanda. Uh, an All amazing right. comic you are, successful as hell, uh, have been, um, you know, on top of your game, comedy game, for years now. Um, in the beginning, I'm quite sure that it wasn't that way. I want to know. I want to know why you chose comedy. What What is it that got you into the world of stand up comedy? Um, I mean, I think it's it's like for all of us, it's just a it's a gift or talent that God gives you, right? Mm -hmm. And He's gonna make sure you stink at everything else until you figure out <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> you're gonna you you're miserable. At everything else. I mean, I was like funny all through school, high school, college. And then, you know, I graduated from college and I go, I, you know, lived in Maryland, DC area. So you end up working at yeah. working for the government, which I did. And, um, and I was quite successful working at, you know, working at NSA, but I was just miserable. And it was, I, I just knew it was something else that I was, that I should be doing, that I was wasting my time. How'd you check into the humor box? Like that's, that's quite the transition to go from a government job to, to stand up. So was it, was it one of the things of just being the funny person around people for so long and everybody's just giving you the nod of what that is? Right. Everyone's saying, Hey, you should be, you're funny. Oh my God. You're so funny. You need to be doing something. And I was speaking jokes. You know, you know, you have you have some friends who are just funny. That just mm -hmm. just in com just conversational. That just they're mm -hmm. just funny. Um, but they were jokes, I guess. Yeah. I guess how I would communicate. And yeah, and it just was like I, I and you know, watching comedy and growing up watching comedy and stand up and how much I loved it. And yeah, I just I just said, man, I I this is probably something that I need to be doing i need to explore but i've never been to a comedy club didn't know know where the comedy clubs were or anything but um like i said when it's a gift and it's and it's you know what's your with your purpose you 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 figure it out and then you know the the crazy thing is you know i can't even remember how i found uh the comedy club in, a, in uh -huh. the beginning days, right? I, because you don't know. You don't know where comedy clubs are. You're not in the circuit. You have no idea where to go to start in the craft. And then when you figure it out and you find it, it's amazing uh, how this portal kind of opens up. And right. you realize that there's almost just an underground world that you would have never knew. You would have never knew about. And once you get in this world, it's like, holy shit, it's, it's exciting. It's a, it's uh -huh. a rush. It's, it's full uh -huh. of people that frequent it. Like, you know, I remember when I, when I grabbed the understanding, I was like, well, how are these people coming to amateur night? Like what, what is their reason for right, coming right. to amateur night? Like what, who, whose day is, is built around the joy of a 7 PM amateur night show. And I talked to the, to the club owner and he was like, people love to laugh. And sometimes it's not about who's giving a laugh. It's just the opportunity to laugh. He said, mm -hmm. that's how comedy clubs make money. We make money because people love to laugh. And, and when I got in that field and I started to understand that there will always be a crowd, there mm. will always be somebody there. There would always be somebody in need of an outlet, uh, you know, in the form of that, ha ha. And I was like, fuck, like, this is it. 
Right. This is the thing. So when you say you figure it out, I know that to be true because, you know, it, it was one of those things where it just kept making more sense as you as you did it more. Um, the beginning days, of course, were rough. You know, they're rough for any comic. Um, when was it that you knew that you were an actual comic? Ooh. When were you out of the, the hacky stage of it? You know, the, wow. the, the, the early stage. And when did you transition to say, okay, now, now I got it. Now I am who I'm supposed to be on stage. Wow. I'm myself. Wow. Um, man, that's a, that's a great question. I guess, you know, it just, it, took a it took a long time because i because i think like you said we all mm -hmm. do our uh impersonation of a stand-up comedy when we first start out before we find your voice and what some people mm -hmm. just they they do they're just born with it they, they they just they just start off with who they are um yeah it took me a took me a while i always wrote great jokes always wrote great jokes but mm -hmm. it took a while for me to like put myself into it to personalize the jokes and uh reveal something about myself and i think um i think it was my first half hour special my my first half hour that i was at comedy central mm. presents i was working on the chris rock show as a writer and going through a divorce and i think when I got that divorce, it was like going through that. It, it just it was just like not just an, an awakening, but also liberating a little bit. You know, like oh, I can stop doing this shit. I can stop <laughs> stop telling these bullshit jokes. <laughs> oh, my husband, this my husband, that. Uh, Jesus, what was that about? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I I put these. That uh, is amazing. There it is. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Yes, and shit got better. Shit got better. It got real. We share a friend. We share a mentor in uh in Keith mm. Robinson. And I remember mm. uh one of the biggest and best things Keith ever said to me was in the younger days. He was like, "Stupid, you just went on stage and got a bunch of laughs." And the one thing that I'm thinking about is I don't know who you are. He said, who are you, stupid? Yeah. Nobody knows. You, you got a bunch of lads talking about a bunch of nothing. But who, who are you? Yeah, like anyone could take those jokes and do them and kill with them. But there's, you got a handful of jokes. That's it. That's, that's, that's what he did. So <laughs> clapping. Good, good, good. Good. You're proud of yourself. Uh, you got you mm. got some laughs. You went up there and talked about the ookie you and ookie. Did you get some laughs, stupid? He said, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Nobody yeah. walking out of here is gonna say good set, Kevin Hart. They don't yeah. even fucking know. Uh -huh. He said, tell jokes about you. Make people know who you are. And I think, you know, when he was giving me just those conversations, that crash course of understanding, it really, uh, it really put me in a mindset, I think, to become a comic, to become, mm -hmm. you know, a better version of a comedian. Right. Um, for you, I mean, look, you just talked about the days where you were at the Chris Rock show and you were writing, right? Yeah. How did you find yourself there? Uh, I found myself there because I opened for Chris when he was working on Bring the Pain. He was touring with mm -hmm. that and he uh was at caroline's uh on broadway and uh 
Louis Ferranda booked me to open for him. And he was just going in just to tune up before he shot the special. And uh, I was just like, like, damn. You know, I, I'd met Chris before and, you know, he's Chris Rock. But I was like, damn, this is, this is, this right here is going to change the game. I was like, this dude, this right here is, is this is taking comedy to, this is raising the bar. Um, and, you know, he was like, hey, you're funny, man. You know, like, yeah, hey, you're funny, man. You're funny. I'm like, all right. So Bring the Pain comes out, boom, kills, destroys everything. Uh, then he got his show. Um, I was like, wow, Chris is getting a show on HBO. Uh, I don't really, I, this, I think it's, it's, this is Chris's story to tell, but I, I got, yeah, the, uh, eventually the show got picked up, pilot got picked up and, uh, and he, and he sees me at the club. He's like, oh my God, I'm so glad my pilot got picked up. I want you to write on the show. I want, you know, they're going to reach out to you. I want you to write on the show. I'm like, okay. He, he was like, oh, I. He's, uh, he's like, you had three names. Somebody else had three names. And I told the guy, hey, hire the person with three names. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I want you to write on the show. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I got a call from uh, Melanie Roy. And she's like, can you send some writing samples that I did? And, uh, I submit that and I, I, you know, I got the gig and I, you know. How did you know what a writing sample was at the time? You were, were you polished in the world of writing? Like, did you have some writing, no. writing jobs prior? No. Did you no. ask? Like, what, what do you mean when you say samples? What do y'all want? And I, she, she just said like monologue. She said, write some monologue jokes, write some, you know, uh, like sketch ideas mm. or whatever. And I'm like, all right, okay. And yeah, I submitted it that. I, I, I don't remember if she showed me the pilot. They may have sent me the pilot. I'm not sure. Either way, that's strong. To not to not have the experience in the, in that space and somebody just, all right, hey, uh, just send me, uh, you know, write this up for me and send it in and then we'll go off of that. You go, all right. And and you, you know, it's like the, it's like the shaky all right. It's when they... Is when I went in right. for a sketch, uh, sketch comedy show audition. And they was like, "Do you have characters?" And I was like, "Yep." Mm. I didn't have a fucking character at all. <laughs> I didn't even know what a character was. Why well, they said you got some? Or do right? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Well. I got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a hat, and uh, I got some glasses. Yeah. Where you see? Where you see glasses, man? Where do I do glasses, man? For you, he's good. I got glasses, man. Yeah, up. that's it. That was a that was a fucking. I got office. this guy. I got the guy who snaps the fingers <laughs> and points. Yeah, that's one of my best ones. That's, I love that Snap guy. Man. Snap, Snap man. Snap man is good. Snap man. Yeah, you gonna like Snap man? Mm -hmm. So you go. Chris Rock show becomes a success. Um, Chris in general right now is moving. Your relationship with Chris, how does this thing grow? Oh, I love that dude. Just uh, I just. I adore that guy. He's uh, just super funny. Um, I, you know what? He, um, I keep telling him, I was like, man, you're Chris fucking rock. You know, like, like I, I want him to be more annoying like mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. And the sad part is, I know what you mean. You understand I what I'm exactly saying. What you understand? Like, yeah, yes. 
like own your own who yes. you are, man. But Chris is so like, hey, man, I'm you reserved. know, it's all good, man. So reserved. reserved, so like you know, doesn't rest on his laurels. He's like, just hey, man, I'm you know. Chris explains why he's living his life, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Chris, like he's like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about just taking some time to myself and you know just kind of going and just doing some stuff for me i'm thinking about you know it's just i, I might yeah, i might get I might. my hair cut today like no no I don't just, just get your fucking hair cut chris just go go on the trip get the barber to come to you now nah, i don't want to trouble nobody hey i'm gonna go in there you know there's a Chris, what you doing out here? There's like three people in front of me getting their hair cut. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm sit in here. here. I'm, gonna sit. I'm gonna read some old jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's extremely humble, man. Extremely he's a, he's, humble, a, he's a, a humble, a humble guy uh, that has not let the success get to his head at all. And I think you know he's he's always approached life from that standpoint. But I I know how you speak of Chris, and I I know how he speaks to you. And you know, in comedy, I feel like we're nothing without our relationships. Oh, absolutely, we're nothing without absolutely. our relationships. And that's just an amazing one. Yeah, I mean, any like if if yeah, like a career wise, if it was something I'm I've done that. I've I've like called him. Hey man, let me run this by you. You know, um, he's he's just that guy he's that guy i mean like for me he's just such a goat you know yeah Yeah. goat there's nothing i don't there's no debate or argument behind that bring the pain just change the the game of comedy you know it's like richard george carlin like even eddie left you know they're like hey here you go this is where we at and chris said okay like because we were i mean i don't know the state of comedy at the time was the Especially, you know, uh, Def Jam and all, which was huge, and which I love, put us in, put us into a, 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 a area where I don't know. It was like you know, body and big laughs and all. But bring the pain took us back to more like, hey, as a people, this is where we are right now. Grounded reality. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yes. Grand reality. Absolutely. And it was like, hey, come on, man. This this is what we're supposed to be doing, comedy-wise. And uh, it definitely elevated my game. And it definitely was like, oh, that's okay. That's what we're doing. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best.
when you talk about your game, Nawanda, you've I don't I don't think there's ever been a time where I've had a conversation about Wanda Sykes and and polished has not come up. You you've always been a polished and prepared comic. You've always done the work. Like, you know, before you get to a point of all right, I'm now going out and I'm doing the shows or whatever. Like you, you do the work and that, that pin to the pad has been present. It's just been present in your career since I've known you. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the biggest piece of respect that I have for you. It's like, you know, you, you never, you never, you never just came off as a person that was looking for the easy laugh. I'm I'm here to get the easy thing. Like you, you've always been a person that says, I I understand how not just to be funny, but how to look for things within my world of funny that people may not be able to get to. My point of view is unique and different. That's what I'm going to be special in. And and you don't have a lot of comics that do that, right? So so now you're still doing it, but you're still fucking you're still like elevating. It seems like you're getting better. Your last special, I looked at it and I'm like, this motherfucker getting better. <laughs> She's still getting better. So Thanks, is your love for comedy greater today than it was yesterday? Do you feel like you're, you're more in love with it? Are you, you know, is it at a point where are you, are you falling back a little bit? Where's your mind at when it comes to comedy? You know what, Kev? It's, um, I think it's it's not just I don't even know if it's the love for it or it, it's that it's uh I don't want to say fear or respect or I, I guess it's like I I you know I uh I, yeah, I don't want to say I'm it's not it's not fear but I guess it is maybe it is it's fear of not hitting that mark mm, you know mm-hmm. And it and stand up is still the most challenging thing I do. It is and it still gives me the most anxiety. Uh, it's um, I go to go back to what you said, like the like the at, at the comedy club, the guys, people show up here to laugh, mm-hmm. right? And I think when I hit that stage, I know people want to laugh. But I, I just feel like they expect the laughs. They don't want cheap laughs from me. Mm-hmm. And and I and I and I just feel like, oh boy, if I, they they're gonna be like, okay, she's folded it in, <laughs> you know. So it's, I, I I guess it's just it's just pressure. I just put so much pressure on myself to 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 meet that to meet that mark because I I. It's not just the audience, but it's it's you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I want y'all to I want y'all to you know, you look at my special, and be like, damn, okay, that's that's what Wanda's that's what mm-hmm. she's doing right now. You want the respect of your peers, you know, but mainly I I know my audience and I know who rolls with me, and I I I, I want to make them laugh, but I, I it it has to be at a certain level because. Like you say, you get Keith Robinson back there going, oh, Jesus, oh Wanda, God. what? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I got titties. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a great that's set, dummy. dummy. Hmm? You feel good about that mm. set there? That was good, huh, Wanda? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was really nice. <laughs> I just saw him too. I was just in New York. I, I saw Keith. Um, he came to the to the cell. I went and worked out a little bit. And oh, cool. He's just he's he's Keith. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about you know getting on stage. I'm just working on my speech. That's all I'm doing is just working on my speech so I can get more clear. And I said, shut mm-hmm. up, shut up, Keith. Nobody nobody wants to hear about you. And the and your your problems of life after stroke. Okay, either you gonna do it or not. Nobody, I'm not raising money for you. Um, I, yeah. Hey, I I booked some dates and we we're going out. I I gotta tell him, let's go. I love it. That's my guy. I gotta tell him, let's go. There is no better person on on the face of this earth than than Keith Robinson. Here's another question that I have for you, right? We're talking about the world of stand-up. We're talking about you, your longevity, uh-huh. uh, your approach to the craft, your now fear and anxiety that you have attached to it. Um, today, I mean, look, the climate is changing, right? The conversation around comedy yeah. is changing. And, you know, it seems to be, it seems to be almost as if, you know, uh, stand-up comedy is like merging into the the world of politics to some degree, right? I remember there was a time. Oh, come on, comedy's always been always in politics. Comedy has always been part of politics. Now it's more. Now it's no. now it's like you don't think it's more now, Kevin. Uh, okay, when when you say politics, I. Uh, I'll let you finish. Here's what I mean when I say that, okay? okay? When I say politics, right? In other words, politics and politics, there's there's two different sides, Uh right? And in politics, there's a world of division. Uh And because of the divide, well, there's more of a conflict of interest and a debate attached, right? Whereas... Say what you're trying to say, man, because it's... I'm I'm saying... It's very... I'm very good... I'm very no, good not. at talking. I'm very good no, at just talking right and now. getting there. Not right okay. now. Well, let, well, you can't bully me. And that's and what let, I do, me, Well, that is true. That is what you do. Okay. What I'm okay. saying is, like now, within comedy, you have the conversation attached to the tone of jokes and some people's approval and some people's disapproval. So where I say politics, I'm just talking about the split of contrast in what I like versus what I don't like. When there was a time where if you didn't like a comic, you just didn't watch a comic or you didn't support a comic. So what I'm asking you is, in today's state where you see so many people's opinion on a comic or on a on a comic's jokes or on a comic's uh, approach to what he does, it's like it's like we forgot the thing of, well, you don't have to watch him or you don't have to support him. And and you find out that this conversation is growing because of what? A political like approach. It's like it's almost as if it's politics to me now. You don't understand what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. I think what you're saying is bullshit, but I understand what you're saying. Why? You don't get it? Oh, what what you saying why. I don't get it. No, it because no, it's it's very basic. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. everyone has a right to say whatever they want to say. It's called mm-hmm. freedom of speech. Comic can do a joke they want to say, right? Yes. But people also have a right to say, eh, didn't like that. Yes. So when people say, eh, didn't like that, then comics can't go back and go, you don't have a right to say you don't like it. Very true. You don't have a right to say you don't like it. Because now I'm going, oh my God, fucking idiots. What do y'all, everyone has a right 
if you have a right to say it, then people have a right to say they don't like it. Yes. Right? Yes. So I don't understand what, what are you talking about as far as like... I'm talking about the day of, if I don't like it, or if I don't like you, uh-huh. well, I don't buy a ticket, or I don't watch the show. Then that's fine. And that's it. That's how, that should be it. But today it seems as if there's a different driving factor of if I don't like it. No, no. You don't feel that way. You don't feel like the world of negative is spread by uh, uh, the point of view of the negative? Well, you you feel it now because you have more platforms for people to put out there and type their little things and say whether they like it or don't like it. But as long as people show up and they buy a ticket and they keep saying, Hey, I, I want to see this guy. That's, that's it. Then, or this woman or whatever. Then that's, that's how it, it, it works. Like I, this, this whole, the, the idea of cancel culture it's made up. It's it's like somebody gave it a title, but it's always been around. It's always it's always existed. It's all it's always been here. I mean, you know, it's like somebody'll say something or somebody'll do something, and then the audience has a right to say whether or not they like it or not, and then they and that's it. And if the audience likes it, if there's enough audience who still wants to see it and still show up they will continue to support that person that person will continue to sell sell tickets and continue on with their career i mean we made i'm gonna say we but it's it's so made up it's made up don't buy into that only like only person could cancel me is god Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's it if god said "Uh, oh boy wanda that's enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i'm done that's it well the big fella big fella himself just pulled the plug on me Uh, yeah i guess it's a wrap (laughs) oh boy (laughs) where's my shawl and my suit I i too feel the same way yeah there's too many outlets to get it directly to your viewers to your audience I mean, Trump proved that. All the shit he said, you know, grab by the pussy. How can you think you become president? <laughs> hey, president. To me, that the was the biggest, that's the, the biggest evidence of letting you know there's no such thing as cancel culture. Stop it. Just stop yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's convenient it's, when, when it needs to be. And thank it's you. It's convenient when and it needs to be. Thank you. Yes. If you you yes. fuck up and people go, ooh, that was too much. Yeah. Then you know, yeah, R. Yeah. Kelly probably should have been you, canceled when he when, when he married Aaliyah. And R. Kelly knew it. And all like, R. Kelly was like, ooh, boy, I, I better make some bops. He went back and made better music. He was like, let me get these niggas stepping the name of love. Yeah. I mean, every mm. yeah, every every time the <laughs> heat got hot, he put out a hit. <laughs> He put, he put out a hit. Like, Every, if you really look at it, it was strategic in his approach. Every time like, like, he eh, got hot. He peed on little yeah. girls, but man, woof. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear? You hear chocolate city? Did you, did, you hear, did you hear sex made? Jesus Christ, man. He's doing it right. That man's doing it right. We going to the club tonight. Yeah. That's a, it's a bop. He definitely played the game. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So then, so then you are happy. You're happy with the state of comedy. You don't feel like there is any, any. Uh, you don't feel like there's any world of change, in, in stand up comedy. Oh wow. I'm excited about the world of stand-up comedy. I love, I, um, cause I see so many comedians out there, especially from marginalized groups. I, I see more voices out there. I hear more comments landing shows and, and, uh, getting half hour, you know, hours and stuff. And it, I'm excited about it. It's so many funny comics out there. And I'm telling you, Here's the bottom line. Comics and everybody who's hung up on this, oh, you can't say this, can't say that. Oh, you got, you're old. You're old in your thoughts. You're old because mm-hmm. <laughs> this young generation, they, nah, they get it. They get it. So I think they, I think they do, I think they do get it. And listen, mm-hmm. within time, within time comes change. All right, we we have to, we have to understand. Dude, we had, we there used to be public hangings yeah. in this country. Yeah, motherfuckers would pack picnics and sit out on the on the grass and a watch. Yeah, a hanging. Yeah. And I, I'm not just talking about, I'm talking, not just like slavery and, and I'm talking about just, it was just the, yeah. the thing. And then somebody was like, it yeah. don't feel right. Spoke up. I, my potato salad just not sitting yeah. right with me. It spoke up. Watching this. I don't want to, I don't think I want to watch this no more. It's not yeah. cool anymore, more, man. It Watching is, people you know. die like this and bringing the kids out here. I don't think this is, this yeah. is what it's supposed to be. Right. I should be playing frisbee. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody spoke up. We out here playing badminton in the, in the middle of a hand. This ain't it. Okay, we gotta we gotta adjust. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think I think within yeah. the world of adjusting, the the good thing is this: where where I'm at is the spotlight on respect. That's that's the that's the there you go. That's the thing that I will that I definitely will side with, and say that I clearly understand. It's like you know. We're, we're talking about respecting one another. We're talking about um, understanding that that different people have different lives. And within those lives, it's about respect. And and ultimately, the, the impact that voices and words have, Absolutely. we've been ignorant to it for quite some time, right? You, you've, been, uh-huh. you've been oblivious to the real damage of of certain slander, certain phrases, certain things. And because of your obliviousness, you know, without the education, without the understanding, without somebody telling you, here's what this is doing, you don't know. So there's been a large part of time where some people really just didn't know. And I think within the last couple of years, you know, these last three years, four years, there's been a real spotlight on educating one another. And, and I think just to get to the overall solution, uh, as we get educated more, well, you show that you learn something by, by making the, the necessary adjustments. And 
the spotlight on on comics and you know our our tone it was it was it was brighten because this is the most expressive art and you know now with social media you know you what you say it gets spread in like two seconds so the wrong messaging and the uh-huh. wrong thing from that brief spot in you said or a brief uh whether it's the beginning middle end whatever it's if it's taken and it's, it's something that's deemed as wrong well now that that that's felt immediately and for me in stand up i think the biggest change is just making sure that i'm aware right and making sure that i'm not i'm not in the place of stupid anymore right like for the laugh like i don't i don't want to operate in the place of dumb for the laugh let me make sure that i'm conscious within my uh approach to the craft now that's my biggest change mm. and i'll say rightfully so yeah for, you. for me that's okay. my biggest change. my thing is and, and it goes back to what we were talking about is like when you get on stage you want to tell people where where you like my favorite kind of comedy is when you're talking about I, I learn a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I want I want you to know a little bit more about me, where I'm coming from, how I think. So I think it's just mindful for that. My being mindful of that, you know. And words, words have consequences, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I like for my comedy to be a voice for the people who maybe, you know, who don't have a voice. I speak up for my people, all my people. I belong to so mm-hmm. many different groups. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I feel voice for my people and, uh, you know, and, and is, is, is there a line in comedy? No, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, that's not a line, but just know that there's, there's yeah. consequences. There's always yeah. consequences. And you know, if 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 I go on Ellen, my next time on Ellen, I go out there on black, in blackface and be like, "Hey, yeah. Miss Ellen, hey, what, what are we talking about? Well, I, th- yeah. I thought it was no line." Yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. now there's a line. Oh, okay. Because this is this is fucking with y'all. So yeah. now it's a line. Mm-mm. Can't you yeah. can't play like that. Yeah. Now can't play like what that. is what is so, next for wanda sykes what are you working on uh season two of the upshaws that's taking up the ma- uh, majority of my time right now very excited about that are you having a blast yeah absolutely you know absolutely it's a good cast. yeah we're right yeah so but but we haven't started shooting but you know we're writing right now so i'm in the room and uh so i'm in that room also in history of history of the world part two uh, okay. Hulu, we're doing that. Mel Brooks, and uh, so I'm in that room. So it's like my day is bouncing Swamped. back and back, back and back. And then Push It Productions, we we got a lot of you know projects going on. We just set something something up over at ABC, and we got another thing we're doing with Netflix. So, um, are you loving the uh, the world of producing? I love it. I yeah. really, man, I'm not sure you know. I mean, it's the, it's the best. I but I got to figure out how you know. Uh, right now, it's just myself and and Paige Hurd was we're, we're doing all the work, but we gotta we gotta get some staff around us because I know, man. You have to. You, I, you I, gotta, I was looking at that retreat you, you know did. What? I'm like, you know that's, what, Wanda, that's not about... the thing. You you got a great group 
with you. And but to me, that's why I love about producing is just to go, damn, we had an idea, we put it together, we sold it, and now we get to hire a bunch of people. Hiring folks, that's like it just yeah, changes yeah. lives, right? Yeah. You love that. And you watch them grow, you watch them move up and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's the move. Yep. You're giving people the opportunity. And I think you know, when you're talking about production and right now it's you and your partner, you know, that one, that one person that you bring in that acts as a creative exec or right. a head that's we, of development, that's what we need you know what I mean? Yeah. Or that, that person, that's all they can do is just start to yeah. put this org chart together. And you know, what you can do um, in these beginning stages is not really, not really commit to just one place. But if you do do something like a three, three show deal or, or, you know, maybe like a, a, a two picture deal, something like that, you mm -hmm. get them to apply money mm -hmm. to your overhead yeah. and you take that money yeah. and that's what you go hire, yeah. you know, Absolutely. that, that exec with, but it only takes yeah, like yeah. one or two in the beginning just to give you guys a nice system yeah. and you'll find that you start churning out stuff more. But you know what? It's to us, it's just more of the, of finding that, that development exec, you know, it's mm -hmm. like we've, yeah, we've, you know, had, uh, overalls and, uh, not for overalls, first looks and first look deals and stuff and, uh, brought people on but just didn't kind of work out. So it's just, it's just, you just got to find that right person. You find you that find, right, find the right person. You got to find that right person. And and right now, I mean, listen, the, the, the town, there's so much going on because there's so many different, there's so many different outlets for content, for IP mm -hmm. and everybody. Mm -hmm. Like what I, what I found what made it easier for, for me is in that corporate structure, that corporate ladder, it takes so long for people to progress. So in that space, if you find the good talent that's locked up in that ladder somewhere and they don't have the opportunity to get to the top and they're looking at eight, eight years, 10 years before they can, right. or you're like, hey, look, this is a, this is a great opportunity to get in on the ground floor right. with, with a production company that you know is going to work. You know we're going to uh, you know, produce TV shows and create other verticals. You can get in here and have more of a creative role, more of an impactful role, and be higher on the chain. And you're almost mm -hmm. fast tracking. So, you know, those were yeah. the, those were the conversations that I had that allowed me to kind of bring some some high level talent in. But I'm I'm in love with it, Wanda. I kind of started to love it more than the than the idea of the star. I like the business more than I like the fame and the star, like the business, the business is evergreen. The business puts us in a place to keep money yeah. coming in the mailbox, right? Like with or without you. But you are killing, how, how, how many hours do you sleep a night? Seriously. I got this mattress called eight sleep so I can track it because I was, my wife jumped in my ass real bad and she was like, you don't sleep. You need to, figure it uh -huh. out. And I was like, I feel like I get enough sleep. So we brought this mattress and it tracks your, your sleep, how much you sleep for the week. I probably sleep four to five hours a day. Wow. And that is that I was told that at 42, that's not good. You need, you need at least, you need at least six to eight. They were saying six uh -huh. to eight minimum. Um, so I'm below what you need, but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm the early morning riser because my day starts at like nine. So I get up at like five so I can work out and do all that stuff. And coming home, regardless of the time, you know, you, I got teenagers. So the teenagers want to chill. They want to watch TV or 
watch a movie and you know that that normally takes you to like that 9 p.m 9 30 time so i try to get in the bed i try to get in the bed by like 10 30 but then you end up just watching something stupid you uh-huh. know god forbid martin's on I, I end up watching episodes of Martin like I've never seen them before, and I'm locked right. in. Oh, it's a karate in. man. Yeah, I oh, okay. this. Yes. I'm locked in. Oh, you got to be kidding me. This is the Dragonfly Jones episode. I watched the whole damn thing, so I ain't, I ain't in right. actual sleep till 12. But this mattress is dope, though, because it, it, it tells you when you're in a deep sleep and when you're, like, light sleeping. And what I have a problem with is deep sleep. So I, I can sleep, okay. but, but if I hear a crack... If I hear anything, I'm up. Yo, I hear you, man. Yeah, that's where that's, that's my problem. That's me. That's my problem. That's me. That's I me. Can't. But it's it's it's. I think as that I'm as I'm removing myself, mortal Wanda, I think I'm um, I think as like I'm letting I'm letting the people around me be stars. I'm letting these people like navigate in these corporate waters, and you know, delegating yes, but but not micromanaging. Right, so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking more off my plate, so that I can kind of sit back a little bit, a little bit. Well, I got, I, you know, as much as it pains me, because you know, how I love to bully you <laughs> and call you dummy. That, I, that's like my joy. That's my joy. But um, you're killing it, man. Very I- proud of you. I, I love you and I am more than proud of you. I uh look, I, I love everything about you. I love what you stand for. I love that you're unapologetically you. And that's never gonna change, right? You like you said, you you ride for your people and a lot of people you do have. But the beauty of Wanda Sykes is that she's Wanda Sykes. And there's never another version of this person. It's it's as beautiful and bright as day. Uh, and for me, you have acted as a light. You have acted as uh, a, a person that has educated me on things that I would have never been educated on because I'm a little dummy. And little, little dummy can float in the space of stupidity and not know it. So without, without relationships, as I spoke on earlier, as comics were nothing. And I can say you are one of my best. This is one of the best relationships that I have. And that circle of you, Chris, Keith. I mean, you know, you just talk about the the minds in that circle. You just talk about, you know, the 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 joke that Chris and I have is we ain't crazy. Right. And, and he said, hey man, he said, is you don't do it, I ain't gonna do it. He said, and if you <laughs> feel like you gonna do it, just tell me because then I gotta tell the other people so we can call you together and go, what the fuck are you doing? As long as we don't go crazy he said that's that's the gift the gift is just being grounded and real and yeah look at our little our little click of of comic success and you know the guys and and the the women i'm talking about uh it works for a reason you know Uh we 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 work for a reason and the success is attached to it for a reason and there is no shock that you are who you are and where you are it's well deserved you're always going to fucking work you're always going to do whatever it is you want to do because you got anxiety and you fucking scared of yourself. Okay. 
Okay. You're right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Comedy Gold Mines. You know what we do here? We get inside the minds of amazing comedians. And today, with an amazing mind, we got into Wanda Sykes. Uh, as you heard her say, Upshaws are working on another season. Make sure you catch it out. Show on Netflix starring Wanda, Mike Epps, uh, Kim Fields. Um, who else? Uh, X is the leads there, Wanda. Oh, it's Paige Kennedy, mm -hmm. Jamel Simmons, uh, 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 Kylie. Uh, uh, Spragans, uh, Diamond, uh, Journey. It's a, it's a shitload. Either way, season one is on Netflix now. Season two, season two coming soon. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, Wanda, <laughs> we'll talk soon. Yes, this is exactly what I thought it would be. It's dope. Dope, and you are dope. All right. I love you. Love you, man. All right. Bye. Comedy Gold Mines is a serious XM and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.